We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for for today, the third Sunday after Pentecost, is from Exodus chapter 19. The people of Israel set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain, while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle today is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, 
we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more had the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth and tenth chapters. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold, nor silver, nor copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff, for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, Find out who is worthy in it, and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And, if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But, if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And, if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, It will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious about how you are to speak or what you are to say, 
for, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon today are from our reading from Romans chapter 5 that we have just read. These have been difficult weeks for our country and also for the world. It is a time of turmoil upon turmoil. We find ourselves in the midst of two pandemics, one health-related and one society-related, and we must do our best to deal with both effectively. And I believe our epistle today helps us deal effectively with the pandemic related to our society, the pandemic that arises due to prejudice of all kinds. Paul uses some very difficult and yet true terms to describe mankind in our reading today. These words are there. While we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. In these few phrases, we, all of mankind, are labeled as weak, as ungodly, as sinners, as enemies of God. Not flattering terms. Not flattering at all. But Paul is correct. And we need to realize that. Paul is telling us that Adam's sin, original sin, causes human nature to become corrupt, to despise God's righteousness, 
to pursue sin, to suffer shame. And this is then the status of all mankind. This status is revealed in Scripture several times. David confesses that he was brought forth in iniquity. That's from Psalm 51, verse 5. And also David writes that the wicked are estranged from the womb. From Psalm 58, verse 3. And St. Paul, St. Paul tells the Ephesians that they were, by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. We find that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. And then in the book of Job, Job proclaims that of all mankind, none can bring a clean thing out of the unclean. From Job chapter 14, verse 4. And so you see that not only here in our epistle for today, but throughout Scripture, we learn of the reality of original sin and the weakness and corruption it causes within us from the day of our birth. As the father of all mankind, Adam, Adam brings to his descendants, including us, this corrupt nature. This is why Jesus, being born of a virgin, is so significant. Adam's nature is bypassed in Jesus. Bypassed, since Jesus is not begotten of a man, but of the Holy Spirit. Although Jesus receives human nature from his mother, Mary, he avoids the corruption of original sin, by being conceived not of Adam or one of Adam's descendants, but of God. And therefore, Jesus is made like us in every way, even tempted as we are, yet he is without sin, without enmity toward God, without the corruption of human nature. As sinners, death is our fate. Death enters the world through sin and spreads to all mankind. And so, as Paul says, we are weak. We have no power to keep ourselves alive. We are sinners on our way to death. We even are enemies of God actively choosing sin, actively trying to harm all that God embraces. This is humanity. This is us at the core. And on our own, we cannot change it. Thankfully, thankfully, the one who is not corrupted with original sin loves us. Jesus loves us so much that he embraces the death that we deserve and frees us from it by dying in our place. While we were weak, while we were sinners, while we were enemies, Christ died 
Christ reconciled us to God. Yes, we must look deeply into ourselves and see all that we are on our own. And then, in repentance, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and see all that he is. See all that he has done. See all all that he has endured to free us from our corruption, to free us from our sin, to free us from the death and destruction that sin brings. For through Christ, through Christ, we have received reconciliation with God and therefore the grace of God abounds in us. Looking deeply into ourselves, seeing that corruption that is within us allows us then to better understand the work of Christ and the benefit his work brings to us. And we can see that even though ungodly, even though enemies of God, even though sinful to the core, God loves us. God loves us and gives of himself, gives of himself to change us into the person he desires to spend eternity with. And so, trusting in his love for us, trusting in God, we can look deeply into ourselves and look for the purpose of repentance of all our sins. Trusting in God's love for us, we can, we can search for the sins we have committed against our neighbor, all our sins against all our neighbors, and find then also God's forgiveness for them. When in that search we find sins of prejudice, whether subtle or blatant, we can be sure that in repentance, God's love for us forgives us and saves us from the fires of hell that those sins deserve as well. And so, my friends, it is important to recognize these sins as well and then repent of them. Repent of those times when you think wrongly of your neighbor because of their economic status or because of their body shape or because of their mental abilities or because of their skin color or any other characteristic that you see as unfavorable. Recognize it. Recognize it as a part of your own ungodliness. Recognize it as a part of the reason Paul describes all of us as weak, ungodly, sinners, and enemies of God. And repent of those sins. Commit to the effort of trying to do better and actually ridding yourself of those prejudices. 
and always, 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 in your repentance, be confident of the ability God has. Be confident of the ability God has to forgive you and to reconcile you eternally with God and with your neighbor. For the God who saves us can indeed do all things. For this we give all glory, honor, praise, and thanks. Amen. Let us now confess our faith together with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day a thankful people For you have given us your son. He has suffered. He has died. He has risen all for our benefit. For the certainty of eternal life given to us through his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And we give you thanks. In the comfort of this grace and mercy bestowed upon us, we come before you now on behalf of your people in need. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Dottie, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken, Audrey, Janine, Randy, Lance, Carmela, Arthur, Floyd, Sharon, Cheryl, Barb, Don, Sidney, Emily, Ed, Pastor Bishop, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Kathy, Fred, Doris, Verda, and all those not mentioned here who remain in our hearts in the midst of their difficulties. We ask your blessings upon them, dear Father. We pray if it be your will that you would bring healing to them uh, and removal of these adversities as you see fit. We pray also, dear Father, that you strengthen them in faith, that they would know of your grace and mercy in the midst of their difficulties, and that uh, you indeed give them grace and mercy through your Son. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up before you Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, and all those who serve in our armed forces, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless them with the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them, Watch over them, keep them safe. We also pray, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit would be upon them, strengthening them in faith as they do this work. May it be done to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless them with great wisdom in these difficult days. We ask, dear Father, that uh, you give them the abilities they need uh, to govern in ways that bring glory to your name and, and in ways that are benefit, beneficial to us, your people. Guide them and watch over them, and may they look to you and to you only for this wisdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up our youth in this summertime. We thank you, dear Father, for keeping them safe, and we ask that you continue to do so. 
We also pray to your Father that you give them a great desire in these, uh, in these days to learn more uh, and uh, to learn more especially of your grace and your mercy given through your Son. May your Holy Spirit strengthen them in faith in these days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, we ask your blessings upon us as a community, as a state, as a country, and as a world in these days of, uh, of uh, these difficult times. We pray, dear Father, that you bless those that have been uh, become sick uh, through this virus. We pray for healing for them. We also ask, dear Father, that you bless those who work on the front lines to help heal them, give them the skills they need and the protection they need as they continue to serve in this way. We pray, dear Father, also that you would uh, heal our country in this difficult time, that we would be able to come up with reasonable and God-pleasing solutions uh, in these days, that uh, we would bring glory to your name in all we say, think, and do. Help us, dear Father, in these difficult days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now we continue to pray with the words our Savior has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet your tribute bring, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, evermore his praises sing, Praise him for his grace and favor to his people in distress. Praise him still the same as ever, slow to chide and swift to bless. Help us to adore him. 
Sun and moon bow down before him, all who dwell in time and space. Alleluia, alleluia, praise with us the 